James Knox, a good colleague of mine, uh, friend, partner on some things we're doing, but uh, this is regarding the pollen management that I talked about last segment, and I wanted James's expertise to come in. James, how you doing today, my friend? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, I've been looking forward to this conversation for a minute now. Yeah, I know you're super passionate about it and understand it on a on a very deep level, not just on a pseudo level. So if you could just, uh, you know, what I talked about last time with the with the audience was that you know pollen management is critical in order to maintain integrity of strains and your own crops. And uh, I know you've got a lot diff- uh, a lot more to add to that perspective. Yeah, so you know, like, just so the listeners understand, like where where I'm coming from is, you know, I I come from multiple angles on this topic. Um, as as a farmer, as uh, someone who is a lead around KLR Farms, we're producing feminized hemp seed for the industry. Uh, I also come from it as a standpoint is, you know, a fellow neighbor to other farmers that are farming too. And it's just important for people to maybe understand. The, the importance of managing their hemp crops and regarding contamination pollen, not only for what it's going to do to your neighbor, but what it'll actually do for your own yields and harvest and whatnot. You know? So we've got some science we can uh, uh, spit or talk about here in regards to what we have found as breeders of, of seed and what happens to the plant chemically or internally. Um, to the levels and volumes of CBD when the plant's devoting most of its energy to making seed, right? So what we've got is, is situations where farmers feel like the barrier to entry to hemp farming, at least in some regions of the country, is the cost of the seed. Um, obviously, the more acres you're doing, the more seed you need. Uh, the, the, so some farmers feel like, okay, look, if I... If I can't afford what seems to be the industry standard, a dollar a seed for quality feminized seed, um, they, they look to more inferior and or um, open pollinated regular seed, uh, not feminized. Um, what the farmer doesn't understand is that, uh, or, or they do understand and don't care, those farmers, those are going to be hard to overcome and no matter what any situation. But ultimately what we have found is that when the hemp plants devote their energy to making seed, you're going to have a diminished overall CBD value in that plant, which is kind of the idea about hemp farming right now is that the, the, the economic drive or the economic reward for growing hemp at this point in time is, of course, the CBD. So when you have a field or like say, for example, when we're breeding out feminized seed, obviously we're deploying uh, a feminized pollen inside the buildings, right? Controlled environments. Right. What we, what we have found is that the plants are experiencing approximately a 66% drop in overall CBD production because they're devoting so much of their energies to creating seed. Well, this has rang true over and over and over again in our seed production situations because we have the chaff testing and the biomass tested after the fact. And we have found across all of our genetics in particular, which we, we produce five different kinds of genetic material for the hemp industry, that all five genetics basically experience a prosperous two-thirds drop in overall CBD production when pollinated. So you have farmers who feel like it's um, past their economic threshold to afford themselves a dollar per seed feminized, so they get regular seed. And they 
tremendous volume of male and female plants out in the field, of course, which is going to then throw pollen everywhere, and a majority of your crop is going to be seeded out. Well, based on the information I've just given the listeners, we can expect approximately a 66% less overall CBD yield from that field. So now, economically speaking, Mr. Farmer or neighbor or any other seed company out there producing regular seeds, you need to be at least kind enough to inform your neighbor, your customer, your fellow farmer, this is what to expect, and pencil accordingly, because you're not going to get 100% CBD potential value out of those plants. It's not going to happen. It's a fact. Yeah, and, and, and if you, I appreciate, let's stick with the agronomics of it. So you're saying 66% less yield on general seeds that are, are dedicating time to pollen production seed instead of the flower. So when you look at what what is the in in the world what in a general uh, you know for traditional seeds that are are not feminized do you have a, a, a idea of what that ratio is that will end up coming is there kind of an industry standard as far as like if it's not a feminized seed we can expect twenty percent to be hormorphodite or turn male. Is there any? Uh, yeah, so with the appropriate feminization practices and with genetics that have solid genetic makeup, as in there's not, the, the plants aren't pre, predispositioned or hermaphroditing or those recessive traits aren't in the actual parent selections. So if you've done your job as a geneticist and as a breeder, you've identified strong parental plants that don't have any of those issues or variables. Then you breed from those plants, therefore you're not going to have that pop back up if you've done your job as a breeder and a geneticist. There is the once in a while anomalies where you might have that half of 1% come out male or come out her, but that is just Mother Nature's way of doing her best foot forward to try to create you know, advancement of life of an annual plant, as in annual plants, which the hemp plant is, it's not a perennial, it's an annual, um, it, they're, they're all designed by, by nature to, to procreate every year, which means pollinate and drop seed so they can come back the following year. Right. So when you have feminized seed, you still do have a fraction of a percentage that will come out um, male or even sometimes from aphroditic. That is just Mother Nature doing what it does. And humans, whether we think we can control it completely or not, we cannot. And science will rear its head in, in defiance of, of the situation. So all feminized seed breeders, all feminized seed companies um, are exposed to this small fraction of risk. When, when and if or how they do their SOPs and their practices. If they're, even the top tier guys are still going to have it unless it's like strictly a genetically modified organism, which a feminine seed is not. And we're not even talking about GMOs, nor do I really want to go down that, that, that rabbit hole. I'm not yeah, there. no. Well, kind of what I, was, what I was getting to was whenever, you, whenever we think about these farmers, they have made the, the economic decision to not spend the extra, say, 40 or 60 cents per seed to get a feminized and then we think about that that amount of money that they're they they perceive that they're saving, but then if you look at the risk of non-feminized seed as far as the the 
the percentage, the high percentage likelihood that you're going to have a hermorphodite or a male. It's just the economics, you know, that's that's what I was kind of driving to. So people, you know, whenever they start making these decisions, they literally compare the apples to apples. Like you, you can't make a determination just based off of, hey, I can't afford, you know, 40 more cents per seed because it's too high of a cost. When you when you factor in that that plant that you're spending 60 cents more on is actually going to yield flour like on a very high likelihood, 90 percentile. And then you think about the general seeds that are only yielding, you know, 40 to 60 percent uh, flour and they have to be culled through. It's like that's what I was trying to, to, to really, you know, push down is to get people to think about it in those regards, you know, because as you know, brother, there's a lot of people out here that that do not think in a complex way. <laughs> they think in, in simple math and it's not simple math. It's more that has to be factored, right? Yes. Well, and, and even more importantly, like people don't understand. So so let's say that the, the few thousand to the, the 10 or 20,000 they, so they saved on the front side of the season for getting regular seed, they are not realizing their full potentials because they one, they're only going to have about a 60% female rate out of the field, yet they're still going to run the risk of having female pollen seeding out crop and then only achieving a 30% of the potential in CBD. So, like, I mean, it's it, 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 that, that initial first purchase, that little money saved, costs them literally millions of dollars on the backside, you know, a uh, uh, 100-acre plot of regular seed compared to a 100-acre plot of all-feminized seed, all-female plants, the difference is literally millions of dollars in, in money made or opportunity lost, 